Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. God is so awesome. All right, let's get into the word for the day. You see, in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul the Apostle taught us many things about the manifestation of the Spirit. And I'm so glad he did. It's so instructive. And it's such a curriculum to cover. But if I was to summarize everything he said with one word, it would be with the word control. Can you say control? Yeah, control or order, whichever word that you prefer. But the point of it all is this. Paul taught us that the manifestation of the Spirit is meant to be orderly. And so in a meeting like this, if you have a word for the congregation with tongues and interpretation, he says, not more than two people must give the word at the same time. And some other person will judge. He says, and if there is no interpreter, be silent. So as powerful as the Spirit is, the manifestation of the Spirit is designed to be under control. And someone is like, Spirit under control? What do you mean by that? No, it's not the Spirit, it's His manifestation. Because the Bible says, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the who? So meaning, as the person administering the manifestation of the spirit, there's control. I can speak and I can keep silent. I can speak and I can keep silent. You know, no matter how powerful a water source is, many water sources have a tap. And even if there's a reservoir of water ready to gush out with tremendous pressure, as long as the lid is locked and sealed, no water is going to come out. And it is not to the detriment of the power of the water source. In fact, it tells you that the water source is organized, is decent. Otherwise, there's going to be a flood. So anytime you want water, what do you do? You just turn the tap open. Hallelujah. And that's why, you see, it's called... Charismata, the manifestation of the Spirit, is charisma. It's like a second nature. It's not something that just takes you up without control. Listen, this is the ABC of discernment. The fact that it is demon spirits that make people do what they don't want to do repeatedly. Are you with me? You know, there was a fellow in school who came to me. He was testifying about the workings of God in his life. He said many times he will wake up and something will be moving him. He won't know. And by the time he comes to himself, he's miles apart. I said, that's not, that's not the spirit of God. I said, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Because the spirit of God doesn't walk that way. If the spirit of God is going to walk in and through you, and I mean repeatedly and consistently, it's going to have to be in partnership with your will. You're going to have to allow the spirit. He's not going to walk through you without your permission. Because it's not a demonic possession. It's the partnership of the Spirit. Can you say that with me? The partnership of the Spirit. And this is why Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19, one of the shortest verses in the entire Bible, he says, quench not the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. Because as powerful and as unlimited as the power of the Spirit is, his manifestation can be quenched. There are many metaphors describing the Holy Spirit in the Bible and his operation. He's been called water, especially describing his ability to cleanse. He's been called dove, especially describing his descent at the, the, the baptism of Jesus. 
But now, Paul says, quench not the spirit. This is a clear allusion to the spirit as fire. Because as fire can be quenched and extinguished, the manifestation of the spirit can be extinguished. There is something called the fire triangle. And the fire triangle simply describes the ingredients that are necessary for fire to be ignited. They are oxygen, fuel. Uh, what's the third one? I have it written here. I know it by, by heart. I think it's just... And heat, right? I knew that. I was just testing it. <laughs> Oxygen, fuel, and heat. All right? And now, in fact, scientists say that fire is not a thing. It's an event. It's the result of the partnership of these three elements. So much so that if you want to put out the fire, just remove one of the elements. If there is no heat, you're not going to have fire. If there is no fuel, you're not going to have fire. If there is no oxygen, you're not going to have fire. And the reason why fire is a discovery is because we understand how it works. And so anytime we want fire, we know what to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is a science to it. And the same way the Spirit of God and His manifestation is so predictable, there is an intelligence to it. We know what to do to see the Spirit of God move. In fact, there are some places I go to, I see the way they're acting, I know they won't see many miracles there. Because there's a science to it. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, quench not the Spirit. As limitless as the power of the Spirit is, you can limit the manifestation of the Spirit in your life. Either through wrong theology, maybe someone has successfully convinced you that the Holy Ghost does not really move in our day. All the things we read in the Word of God, they are just history. Now, such a thing will affect you. And by the time it, your conviction is affected, it will, ex, it will affect your expectation. And the moment your expectation is affected, you're not going to see the Spirit of God move. This is so important and so crucial. Expectation is so important in our kingdom. So important. David put it this way. In Psalm 103, I would like you to open this one. Time is first spent, but we'll move as fast as we can. Psalm 103, from verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Benefits. So crucial. Forget not his rewards. Forget not the ad advantages that accrue to you as a child of God. Listen, if you don't know what is yours, it won't matter what you have. Are you getting what I'm saying? No wonder Paul prayed that the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light so that you can know the hope of his calling. What is there for me to expect? As someone who is called to be a part of the body of Christ, what's my advantage? There is a hope in his call. If you don't know what you have, it won't matter what you have. Because you can't take advantage of it. So Paul, uh, Paul said that in Ephesians 1.17. And David also says this, forget not his benefits. And in verse 3, he says, he forgives all your iniquities. A lot of ministries dwell on this. We dwell on this too. But if this is all you sell about God, then there's something wrong. Yeah, he forgives our iniquities. But in the same verse, he says, he heals all our diseases. 
salvation and healing, they are twins in the packages of God. It's not an either-or situation. You don't get to choose. He is both Savior and healer. Say loud amen if you believe. So both appear in the same verse. You have to expect both actively and consistently. You don't just trust in him with your soul. You trust him with your body and to heal every sickness. You know, no wonder he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. You know, when he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, you know, you are referring to the advantage, you know, God and his word has over your soul. Paul taught the same thing in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. This is why sometimes the gospel doesn't make sense to someone who is transactional in a carnal sense. He wants to see the money advantage and all of that. But now there's, there are spiritual blessings. What are the spiritual blessings? Verse 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Oh, my sins are forgiven. Which is the same thing David said. He forgives all our iniquities. Oh, my sins are forgiven. And that's a huge deal. Make no mistake, it's more than gold, all right? But it doesn't just stop there. He didn't just say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. He said, all that is within me. So we're not just talking about the salvation of your soul. We're talking about the impact of the word of God on your body, on your bones, on your blood, on your head, on your leg. He says, all that is within me, bless his holy name. So the testimony of my life is not just the impact of the word of God in my spirit. Oh, I'm born again, yes. But I've seen his power. Hallelujah. I understand divine healing. It's my testimony. It's the testimony of my life. I walk in it. I celebrate it. Glory to God. He says, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I dare you to trust God and his miracle working power. I dare you to trust God. You know, one of the testimonies, you know, got me really fascinated. According to what, you know, my wife shared with me, this lady had just really joined our church. And then everybody is praying last week. And I sighed her. I, I think that was the first time I saw her. But she was somewhere at the middle right there. And I knew she needed a touch from God because I could see something, you know, hanging over her. I walked down through the house, go in through the crowd, pass everybody, go straight to where she was, lay hands on her. I didn't even know that she had had migraine headaches for three straight years. Can you imagine that? Twelve years? Twelve years! <laughs> and I go straight to her, lay my hands on her, she falls under the power, gets up, and it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. You know, my wife, she shared with my wife, she said they had gone from church to church because of that problem. Nobody, you know, I don't know if she had told you about it before then. She had never told you about it. You know, no, she told nobody about it. Went what do you say about this, God? Hallelujah. And what, what do you tell your doctor? After 12 years, someone touched your head and it's all gone. Say, that's my Jesus. I dare you to believe this God. You know, 
here I give a word of knowledge. I said the Lord is changing people's skin. If you were here last week, you probably heard it, you know. And this lady was, in fact, I'm going to minister specially to people tuned in online. Please remind me if I forget. You know, and this lady was tuning online, couldn't ch- come to church because she developed this strange skin reaction. Pearls was coming out of her face, of her ears, and all of that. Now, she was around for the first service. Even if it was natural, it can't heal like that in one week. It's incredible. If I didn't know her, I would think she was lying. You know, because the skin... Okay, thank you very much. So, it showed the before so that they will understand. Just look at this. Uh, now, the picture quality is not even clear. But even if this was going to be healed naturally, it can happen in a few days. In one week. Now, she came to church today looking like this. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? Even if this is where I stop, it's okay. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter the ailment you have. Did you hear what I said? It doesn't matter what it is called. It doesn't matter what they said about it. It doesn't matter. I don't even care. Today, you're about to receive a touch from the Lord. You're about to receive a touch from the Lord. And I, I want to encourage you to expect it. And when it comes on you, you will know. You will know. Sometimes it burns. Sometimes it's just, it's just a relief and ease. It's like something loosens up within you. But you will know. Especially because you'll be able to do what you couldn't do before instantly. Praise the name of the Lord. I want you to expect it because it's going to happen. And it's, it's so cheap. It's so easy. He heals the same way he saves. You know, a lot of us, you know, it took us a while before we could embrace the idea of salvation by grace because, you know, as human beings, we don't like to be thankful to anybody. Has it ever happened to you before that someone is so kind to you consistently, you ask the person, come, come, where is all this leading? What are you doing? We are not used to that. And mind you, sometimes you need to ask because some people actually want something. All right. But we're not used to that. And also, we, want to, we don't want to be, to be put in a vulnerable position where we are too thankful to somebody. So we try to also do our own too, you know, to cancel out so everything will balance up. We're used to that. And so now they preach the message of the gospel to you and you're like, all you have to do is believe. You're like, just that, just that. Because... We have a propensity to want to bring something to the table. And Paul is correcting you. He says, regarding salvation, say not in your heart. Who shall ascend into the heaven that is to bring Christ down? Who shall descend into the deep that is to bring him up from the grave again? Because we know we, are, we, we, we tend to think, what can I do? What can I do? He said, stop all that nonsense. He says, the word is nigh thee. Even in your heart and in your mouth. With the word of faith which we preach. Can you say the word of faith? Because I'm going to get on that later. He says that if you shall believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's that simple. And the same way he heals is the same way he saves. The same way he saves is the same way he heals. There are some people throughout their earthly ministry, their earthly life, they never prayed for the sick. They never even witnessed any healing. But mind you, if they are born again, Not only do they have the Holy Spirit, 
But the Spirit of God that they carry in them is so powerful that when they die at the trump of God, it will raise them up. The Bible says, if the Spirit of Him, Romans 8, 11, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, He that raised Jesus from the dead will also quicken, bring back to life your mortal body by the Spirit that dwells in you. So listen, Christians literally have dead-raising power, but some of them, because of ignorance and lack of expectancy, they're walking about living an ordinary life. Some of them have received the wrong teaching that healing is not for today. But the fact that they believe it does not mean God's power will stop ceasing. It means they won't see it in their life. But the power will still be available. And when Christ comes, the power in them will be sufficient to bring them up from the grave. Don't wait till then. No wonder Paul told the church at Corinth. He says, don't come behind in any gift. In local, in local parlance, it means don't dog. Stop dulling now. You've got power in you. Put it to use. Put it to use. Glory to God. The same way he saves is the same way he heals. He heals all our iniquities. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. Say, that's my God. That's my God. Say, he saved me. And he's my healer. Look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 5. Such a powerful text. We'll read it together. And then we get into the business of today. Hallelujah. Now it says, He therefore that administers to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That's why I asked you to repeat word of faith earlier. The hearing of faith, the word of faith. The gospel being preached. You receive salvation when the gospel is preached. The same way you receive healing. Both are received by the hearing of faith. You are saved by what you hear. It says, how shall they believe if, 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 if the gospel is not preached? And how shall it be preached without a preacher? I'm paraphrasing. I know these things by heart, but sometimes because of time and all of that. You know, so it's by what you hear. The same way you get healed by what you hear. As you are listening to what I'm saying now, you're receiving your healing. I mean, it's that simple. And some people, you know, when, they, when I say, all you have to do is believe. Even believe has become so complex for some people. Okay, I believe now. I believe now. I believe. Oh, it's not why I, I got distracted. Okay, I believe now. Now. Calm down. It's not that complicated. Hallelujah. If you've received the healing before, you know what I'm saying. You, it's not as if your attention was so perfect. You're not an expert. It's the grace of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's that simple. Look at the people Jesus healed. Jesus went to a man who had been lame 38 years, and he told him, will you be healed? You know, what you expect for someone who is going to receive a healing is he will just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. But the man started explanation. You see, you see, uh, I would have been healed by now 
It's just that by the time an angel comes and stares this water, there's nobody to throw me inside. Someone will jump before me. You know, isn't that what many of us do? We have so limited how we think God is going to do it that when the miracle is standing right in front of us, we're explaining it away. We don't even see it because it didn't happen the way we anticipated. We think it's not going to happen. Jesus is standing right there and you are explaining the complexities of the water and the timing and everything. And Jesus did not say, you know what, when you're ready, call me. Is that what he did? He just said, rise up, take up your bed and walk. You know, that's what's going to happen to many of you today. You know, you, know, you, have, you have a lot of, you know, you, you, in fact, it's just like, uh, some of you think your faith is not really there yet. But grace is there. Did you hear what I said? Grace is there. Listen, even your mistakes will not hinder your healing today. Did you hear what I said? You know, I was preaching somewhere, and I gave a word of knowledge. I said, there is a lady here. You, you dated someone's husband, and the woman found out and made proclamations against you that are working. You know, she came after the service. Oh, my God. I wish I could tell you everything turned around for the negative in months. She lost her job. Her mother lost her house. So now they had to rent a house, and she had no job. And she had to take care of herself and her mom. It was, it was miserable. Hallelujah. And she's like, what do I do? What do I said? I said, come, did you tell anybody? He said, no. I was there preaching, and the Lord mentioned it. And I said it. So believe it and you're free. Hallelujah. By the mercy of God and by the grace of God, even you who thinks you don't deserve that healing, you'll be healed today. Because that's who God is. Hallelujah. Are you ready? He is here. Right now, there's no need to wait, and there's no need to beg. His power is in our midst, present to heal. He is here right now to meet every need. Just thank him right now. Thank him right now. He's touching you. No need to wait. It's not happening tomorrow. It's happening now. And you don't need to beg. His power <laughs> is in our midst for all to receive. He is here right now. And so we meet 
Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.